GP, and welcome to The CatCast, your show all about Gregory Portland ISD and us, your GP Wildcats. Here you'll learn what's happening in our schools and get to know our people. Those who are young and young at heart, let's learn together, GP. So we can all educate, inspire, and empower each other. Now let's tune in for today's episode of the GP CatCast. Hello, GP family. I'm Skyla Martini, a senior at GP High School, and I'm your host for today's CatCast. We've got a really important discussion today, and I can't wait to get started, because this episode will reveal and explore the future of our school district as our local area grows and develops with new businesses, new families, and new opportunities for us, your Wildcats. Here with me today are two really important people who serve our schools together with an entire school board. Our board president, Mr. Tim Flynn, and our superintendent, Dr. Michelle Cavazos. Now, Mr. Flynn, I've been informed that you grew up here in GP and have had children who attended our schools. Please tell us about them and why you decided to raise a family here. Well, um, yes, I did grow up in GP. I was a graduate of GP High School in 1988. Been a lifelong Wildcat. After college, I left for about 15 years and was blessed enough to be able to move back to the South Texas in the Coastal Bend. The company I worked for at the time gave me options of where I could live, and I just couldn't think of any other place that was better than Gregory Portland. Two of my three daughters did graduate from Gregory Portland High School. So they are Wildcats. Uh, my third one, we don't talk about her much. She graduated from Midland Lee. But yes, lifelong Wildcat. Just uh, really blessed to be able to move back to the area. Yeah, I personally moved here um, from Victoria when I was about nine years old. So because you grew up in GP, I'm sure you have a lot of great childhood memories. Who is one person that was a role model for you when you were a Wildcat and why? Whew, that's a tough question. There are so many. My seventh grade Texas history teacher was a legend back in the day, Mrs. Murkovich, and just loved her to death. She she was definitely a role model. You know, of course, my parents, uh, but with Mrs. Murkovich and then our, our elementary school PE coach, Coach Mike Marler, was very instrumental in, you know, just, I guess, growing as a student and growing as an athlete. Coach Marler actually helped me all the way through college as an athlete so my my elementary school PE coach so he was that he was that influential in my life that's crazy but that's really cool so you've been a school board member since 2015 what can you tell our listeners about the role of a school board member for example what do you know about being on the board today that you didn't know before you were elected or eight years ago well, that's a very good question because uh, when you you think you know when you run for office, you think you know what you're getting into, and you quickly find out you do not know what you're getting into. The role of a board member as a trustee, you are elected and entrusted to make the right decisions for the school district and for the taxpayers. You're as a trustee, you're trusted to know more than everybody else about the business of the district. You know, at first I thought I was a representative of the people, and it's not the case. Uh, a representative and a trustee are two different things. At first I thought, boy, I get on the school board, we're going to make changes, and and that's not the way things work. You know, you you get in the system, you start looking at things, you start learning more, uh, and you understand why certain things are done certain ways. 
it was a big adjustment for me. Um, I will say we have a saying in the board about getting down into the weeds and the weeds of the school district is we're just in business that's not our business, business that, that administration should handle and not the board. And when I first got on the board, I was deep in the weeds, um, very deep in the weeds. And I've learned through the last eight years to, uh, as our great superintendent tells me, to stay in my lane. And uh, that was very hard to learn. First couple of years on the school board, there was a learning curve on that, very much so. That's really, really cool. I just have to say that. Yeah. I personally, I'm wanting to go into teaching, and I know I want to slowly climb myself up the ladder but that it's very insightful and definitely something i'm gonna have to consider doing okay so now i have a different kind of question for you that doesn't pertain to like gp or much about work um if you had a paid year off from work how would you spend it well i'd spend it with my family and hopefully on a boat fishing somewhere where in particular well, that would be a lot of places. It would be, I would probably start in Costa Rica, um, Pacific side, and then I would probably move to Hawaii and fish Hawaii, and then it'd be Australia, and then I'd finish up probably Africa. There's there's some, there's some good spots. Anyway, it'd all be offshore fishing, fishing for marlin. I'd try to go for the for the grand slam and get all the billfish in my uh, in my pocket what i try to do awesome yeah my dad might have to join you on that trip <laughs> so thank you for the insightful and very fun info mr flynn now dr cavassos i know you've answered some background questions in previous catcast episodes so i've got new ones for you if you could play the part of any actress in any movie who would it be and why Wow, that really kind of stumps me. <laughs> hmm. The first movie that really came to mind was uh, that I really like is Remember the Titans. And I'm like, who's the actress? Is there an actress in there that really takes a lead in that? And I don't know of an actress <laughs> that's like a lead part. But um, just that, that message of team spirit and, and fighting together. Personally, I would love to be Iron Man. <laughs> Because you could fly? But, well, not only that, but because he's so smart. And, like, he's he ha he's so rich that he's able to, like, put, put his ideas onto paper and actually be able to do that. And that's always something that I've kind of aspired to be able to do. But my brain does not think like an engineer's does. So that's okay. why I would want to be Iron Man. Okay. Interesting. Well, I'm still drawing a blank on which role or... But I would want to be a character, if the movie's not there, that um, is making a positive difference in the lives of other people. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure there's a movie out there with an actor or actress that's doing that that mm -hmm. I just can't come, doesn't come to mind to me right now. Right. But that's the kind of role I'd want to play on the big screen. What would you consider to be your hidden talent? Well, I see Mr. Flynn looking at me. I think he probably knows. I don't know what <laughs> he has some thoughts. My hidden talent... I don't know if it's hidden. I'm willing to make a fool of myself. I'm not scared to. Like, <laughs> oh, I agree. I'm, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. I'm, uh, if, if, if I um, if I disagree, I'll I'll say so. You just keep, you just keep going. Keep going. Keep digging the hole. I'm good. Alrighty. So my last question is, 
I know you know that I'm a senior, so I will be uh, graduating in a few months. It's really scary. Me and my friends will be graduating in a few months. Um, and I'm curious, when did you first feel like a true adult and know when you finally made it in life? I still don't feel like that. I'm just a big kid. We're all just big kids. But the, the trick is that as we get older, then responsibilities come into play more responsibilities and so maybe that's what made me feel a little more adult-like but I think it's important to always be childlike and looking at things with wonder and that excitement and that joy and to not take ourselves so seriously that we can't have fun even as adults and even when we're juggling our responsibilities so as you all I can't wait to give you all your diplomas and as you all walk that stage and with excitement but also all that anxiety and nervousness of what's next just keep taking a deep breath and make the best choice and make the best decision you possibly can and have fun along the way I feel like that's advice that all of us as seniors in high school really need right now because I know personally from a lot of my friends and I talking about going to college and a lot of my friends talking about going to the military we're all we've all been excited about it but now that we're getting closer it's really scary so thank you we really we really needed to hear that you're welcome and those are just so you know those are normal feelings to have well thank you both so much let's talk about the future of GP Mr. Flynn, there's a lot happening right now in our communities of Gregory and Portland. As uh, someone who grew up here, how have you seen things change and how do you feel about it? Well, um, we have had a lot of change since I grew up here in the in the 70s and 80s. Uh, quite a bit of change. I remember as a kid, we would hike down the beach to what we called Butterfly Lake, which is now Green Lake there on North Shore Country Club. And there wasn't a house for miles, and you'd walk down there, and you'd spend the day messing around, shooting BB guns, having a good time. Um, you know, of course, now it's all houses, and you know, as soon as you get on the other side of Green Lake, it's – I don't even know who owns that now. I think Chenier owns it. Um, you know, so from that point, you know – there has been a lot of change and, and yes, industry has come in. Um, you know, we've always had it here, started out with, with Reynolds aluminum and, you know, they were a, a big part of the district. And, you know, with the changes we've had recently, I see some great benefits to the companies that have come in their partnerships with the stool district, their partnerships with the two communities. It's really been a, a blessing. Uh, now, Granted, with the 181 tore up out there and going to and from work every day uh, with all that construction on the highway, which has nothing to do with the industrial growth, makes things a little bit more difficult when you have more cars on the road and, and less lanes to drive on. There have been some huge changes, uh, but for the most part, it's all been for, for the betterment of the two communities. And, uh, you know, like I said, the uh, industry coming in and the way they've partnered with the school district um, has really been great uh, for the school district. And uh, with what they're bringing to the table is really been beneficial for our students. That's what we're here for. Well, if you look at the, um, like our CTE facility that we just built, and, you know, we come in, we, we talk to industry. What does industry need? What do they need our students to be learning? 
they tell us we need welders, we need pipe fitters, we need uh, phlebotomists, whatever it may be as far as the CTE program. And they're going to they're gonna come in and give us the ideas and so we can train our students to and educate our students to when they graduate, you know, because not everybody goes to college. Not everybody's going to go to the University of Texas or Texas A&M. And, you know, people, kids are going to want to hit the workforce as soon as they graduate high school, and we're going to be able to prepare them for this. The increase in the tax base has, uh, of course, helped our finances uh, as a school district and uh, been able to benefit the students by allowing us to give the students more resources, the schools more resources. So really, in all honesty, uh, we've, well, I say we've, Dr. Cavazos has really built um, some good business relationships with industry. And what they're doing with the school district is pretty uncommon in the state of Texas. Mm -hmm. So we are definitely blessed in that category. I would say so as well. Now, talking about partnerships and relationships and business relationships and all that good stuff, um, Dr. Cavazos, can you explain more about the relationships between cities and districts from your perspective as a superintendent and also as a current board member for the uh, Portland Chamber of Commerce? Yeah, so one of the things that I noticed when I got here, you know, we're, we are Gregory Portland ISD. And we comprise two communities, the city of Gregory and the city of Portland. And so in arriving here, you know, we serve the same people, the same families, the same community members, and we share, which means that they're all our same taxpayers. And so uh, our team started to meet regularly with each of the city leaders, the city managers. And so we meet every other month with the city of Portland and the city of Gregory and just share who, what's going on in the district, what's going on in the city. And it's really built a trusting relationship between both that is mutually beneficial. We're currently looking at, you know, so say, for example, um, on our facility master plan that we had recently completed, one of the projects on there for the future is a natatorium, an indoor swimming pool. And in working in these conversations and partnerships with the city, one of the things on their facility master plan is also an auditorium. So there is an opportunity that our taxpayers, you know, they're paying us and the city. How might we be able to partner together to create one facility that would be benefit all of our students and our academic programs and our extracurricular programs, as well as our entire community? You know, so that would be something that's down the road. And we're just, we're really grateful for the partnerships and the leaderships in both of the cities. They've been very open and we've had really good exchange of information that can be of great benefit to our community. That's really awesome. And it's also good to know that an auditorium is in the works because I have some friends in the, on the swim team that talk about that a whole lot. And as a student, I find it amazing that our school district works with the cities and communities to help give us the everything that we need. And thank you both for your leadership in that way and to all of our community leaders in Gregory and Portland. Dr. Cavazos, I heard the district just completed a demographic study. Can you tell us what that is and what you gathered from the information from that study? Yeah, thank you for asking. We... Um, a demographic study really was looking at what's happening with the growth and development within our community as it relates in particular to people, 
because as a school district, we want to, we are always looking at how we can be the best stewards of our taxpayers' dollars and maximizing access and opportunity for our students. This year, we've seen a lot of growth in, in our enrollment with our students. We started the year with about 4,600 students and we're already at just a little over around 40, 4,900 students. And over the last 10 years, we haven't seen that kind of growth. And so with this demographic study, it's letting, allowing us to project out how many students can we sp- expect in the next several years. You know, in working with the city of Portland, they, in, in our discussions, they've shared about the number of new communities that are being approved or being um, the interest also, but there's several that have been approved to be built in our community. And we as a school district need to make sure that we have enough classroom space and program space for those future students that will be attending our schools. So that's that was a big purpose in doing this demographic study. And we learned that within the next 10 years, we're gonna be the biggest, even bigger than previous projections had, uh, had been produced for us. Oh my goodness. So I have a question to follow up on that. Um, like I had mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I moved here from Victoria when I was about nine years old. Um, my stepmom and my mother both worked in that district, so so I remember there being like three high schools, four middle schools, and like 21 elementary schools where I went to in Victoria. Do you think that that is a possibility for Portland and Gregory? Well, based on the most recent demographic study that was just completed, it doesn't show an indication in the next 10 years that we need another high school at all. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, and and I recognize that we recognize that as a leadership team, um, but we recognize also that we want to make sure that we're building enough programs for students to be ready for industry, for to, for for jobs after high school, whatever they choose, college or career, whatever pathway. You know, we look when we look at programming, we look at what are high wage, high demand professions that are out there, so that we can educate mm-hmm. you all to be successful in those careers after graduation. Thank you so much. So now we're gonna segue over to Mr. Flynn over here. After hearing this information, what are your thoughts and what comes to mind specifically as who you are as the board president? Well, uh, as a board and as as an administration at GPISD, we just have to be prepared for this. We have to be out in front of it. Uh, We can't be reactive. We have to be proactive in this. We have to prepare our facilities. We have to prepare our curriculum. You know, that's that's one thing that uh, is constantly changing, like the CTE curriculum. You know, the, the reason that we built that nice facility and the way it is built is so that when things change, we're able to adapt and adjust within the facility. And, you know, we have to be out in front of this growth. When I first heard that demographic report, it, to be honest with you, it it surprised me a little bit because 6,000 students, I mean, who would have thought? 35 years ago, we had roughly maybe 300 less students than we do today. Uh, and so for us to grow that much in this short of a time frame, we better be prepared. And, and the board, you know, we, we have to be looking out, uh, you know, not what's good for the district uh, tomorrow, but what's good for the district five, ten years from now. And the administration, the same same thing. Uh, we just have to be out in front of this. So we have to be proactive uh, with 
you know, running bonds, getting prepared, uh, you know, expanding our schools, um, expanding our cafeterias, things like that, and be prepared for this influx of students. So, Dr. Vasos, can you tell us what you're planning as a superintendent to manage the increase in student enrollment that's happening now and for the years ahead? Yeah, so the, the demographic study was part of our overall facility master planning process. We'll continue to get updates on our demographics about every six months or so as homes are built or more neighborhoods are platted. And so that's part of our future planning. Um, I mentioned the facility master plan and that really looked at, you know, what's the condition of our current existing buildings? What's our capacity? and what new spaces might we need in the future related to programming um, for our students. You know, we will be building, uh, well, it is being built thanks to the support of our community with Bond 2020, our new early childhood center. And fortunately, that will help take some students, our, our pre-K and kinder students offer four existing elementaries and provide some relief at those four sites because they're getting closer and closer to capacity each day. Um, but we recognize that in the very near future, we're going to need potentially a fifth elementary mm-hmm. to have the space for, as you know, as Mr. Flynn said, I want to raise my kids here. Right. And that's, that's a common theme that I hear from people is they want to raise their families here and their kids here. So as, as Mr. Flynn mentioned, we are looking towards the future so that our kids can have four walls around them. Right. There are other districts in the state who they don't have the high industrial tax base mm-hmm. that um, makes it a fiscally responsible decision to go out for school bonds and build buildings. Right. And we are in that very unique, we have this unique window of opportunity to build buildings mm-hmm. for the future so that we aren't putting kids in portables. Right. That we really have the foresight to ha- make sure that our kids and our employees are in the best facilities so that they can be successful. So kind of the difference between having a classroom and a double wide to work with. Yes. I like that analogy. That's pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to my questions and listening to me kind of travel on about my life just a little bit. Um, I personally have learned a lot today. It's brought a lot of things into perspective. So as we prepare to wrap up this episode, what is one thing each of you hope our listeners will take away from today's conversation? You can start us off, Mr. Flynn. Okay, well... um... I think the number one thing is is for the people to understand that we are constantly, uh, the board, the administration, uh, your teachers, your staff, they're, everybody's constantly working for the betterment of the school district. You know, uh, just one quick story. I, I, I'm Irish, so I have to tell stories sometimes. During the freeze-a-getting or whatever they called that a couple of years back, I went down to Stephen F. Austin uh, Elementary School to help hand out lunches. Actually, it was lunches and breakfasts, and we were doing them at the same time. And our food service staff was there. I believe it was 27 degrees inside the building, and it might have been 29 degrees outside the building. And they're there laughing, having fun, serving our students in a time where, you know, at their house, their pipes were busting. There there were issues going on where they – 
should have maybe been home taking care of these things, but instead their heart, um, they're, they're, they love the district, they love the students, and that re-energized me like, uh, I mean, it really was something, and, and it, it really starts from the top, which is, you know, it starts uh, with, with our teachers and, and, and our staff. Um, they're the ones that have the interaction with the students day in, day out. For me, I just hope that people understand that even during the summer, GPISD is still working for the betterment of the district. They're working for the betterment of the students. And it's really, for Dr. Michelle Cavazos, it's pretty much a 24-7 job. For the board, it's pretty much a 24-7 job. You're like 25-8, uh, right? Well, uh, I mean, sometimes it, it uh, gets there. But really, I just hope people understand that uh, we are in a great situation right now. Your administration, your staff, and your board are all working together for the betterment of the district. That's what we're doing, and we're doing it every day. I don't know if I can speak for all, but I can speak for myself. I'm really appreciative of that, and a lot of us are very, very appreciative of that. Well, what about you, Dr. Cavazos? What do you want our lovely listeners to take away from today? Well, before I say the thing I want them to take away, I want to thank you, for your outstanding job with this way to go thank you it just it makes my my superintendent and mama heart proud to hear one of our wildcats leading this and knowing that hopefully we've had a played a part in preparing you for this you're you're an amazing individual anyways but i'm very hopeful that your education has also helped prepare you to be successful with this you're going to make me cry. I, I want to say thank you also. This is my first actual, I know there's a podcast, but this is like my first interview since I was a senior in high school. Oh, wow. I mean, in all honesty, it really is. And it's you, you did a great job. Uh, I was actually nervous coming in. Um, I, you know, But this has been fun. I've enjoyed this. I, I hope I get invited back. I know I don't have a radio voice, but maybe I'll get invited back one day. So, but thank you very much. This was this was enjoyable. Absolutely, yes. I've yeah. I've enjoyed myself as well. I've yes. had a lot of fun you, doing this. You are stellar. So, the thing that I want people, our listeners, our lovely listeners, to take away <laughs> from this is GP is growing, and um, I want them to have the confidence in their school district that they have chosen to send their kids to that. While we are maintaining the day-to-day operations and the day-to-day learning so that kids can be successful in this school year, we are also at the same time preparing for that future, for that growth, for future academic opportunities, and that the, I'm giving a third thing, Mm -hmm. that I want people to know too, we are in a very unique situation and a very unique time in GP history where as Mr. Tim, Mr. Flynn mentioned earlier, we're preparing for the next, not just 10 or 20 years, the next 50 years. This unique opportunity won't be here forever. And we are working very strategically to maximize those tax dollars, those hard-earned tax dollars that our taxpayers are providing to us so that we can have the very best school district for our beloved Wildcats. Well, I am very excited to see what the future brings, especially 
after I graduate. Of course, I'm going to be coming around, but from two and a half hours away at Texas State where I was accepted, I cannot wait. Congratulations. Congratulations. Great. And then Thank you'll so come much. back to work for us. Absolutely, yes. I'm gonna become <laughs> come be y'all's high school choir director. There we go. Yes, I'm already taking notes from Miss Jolyn Neiman. I'm having to. Does she know you're after her job? No, no, oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. I'm not coming for her job specifically. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I am taking notes from her. Oh, She's an okay. amazing director. Yes. Well. Thank you both, and thank all of our lovely listeners for coming and joining us at whatever time of day you've decided to join us, whether it be at night while you're in the shower and getting ready to go to bed, or in the morning when you're getting ready to go to work, or maybe you're on your lunch break and you're enjoying your lunch and you get to hear me laugh all the time. Um, I hope y'all have a lovely day, morning, evening, wherever you are, and um, yeah. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank Thank you you very much. We hope you enjoyed today's CatCast. Thanks for listening, and please make sure to subscribe to this channel. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard, please tell someone. Share this episode with at least one person today and help us share all that's happening and worth talking about here in GP. The more we listen and learn together, the more we become a stronger GP family. We'll catch you next time, Wildcats.